0: Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up and coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content, every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I have a special treat for you today because you guys know how much I love strategy, But honestly at the end of the day even when i speak to people about the strategy behind growing an online business it somehow always comes back to the topic of conversation of the fact that we are human beings human beings are random human beings are crazy and if you are going to succeed online you need to have the right strategies in place absolutely but you also need to remember that you and your audience are human beings so today i spoke to jessa from this is jessa lewis who is an online social media expert particularly helping her clients to grow through SEO and through organic strategies. She's helped a multi-million dollar company get to where it is today and help them with their growth. And now she is going out on her own as a side hustler and is really, really helping her clients to succeed. However, even though Jessa is all about the strategy, the conversation that we had today was a lot around the mindset behind being a side hustler and about, as I said, being a human being. So I'm super, super excited to bring you this episode today. Jessa is actually one of my good friend, Ruby Lee's best friends, so hashtag family. But I know you guys are going to love this episode because it is super raw, it is super honest, and particularly talking around topics like the identity that you really need to find if you are wanting to start an online business, but also maybe if you've lost it because maybe you've become a mother or maybe you've just sacrificed a lot of who you are for other people. So it's deep, it's raw, it's real, it's funny, it's all the things, but it's definitely super valuable. Let's jump in. Hi everyone and welcome back to Game Changers. I'm actually dancing right now because I'm so excited about today's guest. So I'm just going to be totally open and raw and honest and tell you that today's guest is actually Ruby, which you guys all love, best friend from like (laughs) growing up. Like I'm talking like little baby totes running around like best (laughs) friends and I'm so, so, so excited because not only is she amazing, obviously because Ruby picks good people in life, but she is doing some Epic things online. She has just recently started and launched her side hustle and is doing all these amazing things. And I'm so 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 excited because she has some amazing perspectives on growth, organic growth, strategies, social media, all the fun stuff that you guys really need to grow your businesses online. Whether you're a side hustler, whether you're a full-time hustler, is that what they're even called? I don't know. But whoever you are (laughs) growing a brand, growing a business, Miss Jessel Lewis is going to have so much amazing advice for you. So thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I was like literally like thrilled all week. I was like,
0: I was just saying, it's so funny when we jump on podcast episodes, like, because I've heard about Jessa so much through Ruby. They're like, she talks about her all the time. I'm like, even though this is the first time we're officially meeting, I feel like I just know you so well. So you guys are in for a real treat because the people who I feel like I know, I feel like always get the best podcast episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, so for those in my audience who maybe haven't met you yet or are meeting you for the first time, the thing I love to do at the very beginning, which I'm sure most people do on the podcast, but I'd love to go back to like the origin story. So uh, yeah. how? where did you start? Like i just want to hear everything like go go all the details as much as you can because i think from what i've seen through my stalking and watching multiple hours of your live videos (laughs) you've got a really really interesting story and some really interesting um turning points that i really liked so if you can through the whole um journey that would be amazing
1: (laughs) great i i do love talking about myself so (laughs) 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 um so basically like um uh through my 20s and 30s i had a background in the corporate industry i actually worked in like finance and fitness um doing high level like client um customer service and um looking at um coding and system stuff and and online services and that was actually a really good introduction into the whole online business world after I had my babies and when I was looking to come back to work. So I'd start, just started umming and ahhing about coming back to work. And then I ended up um, stumbling into a job doing um, like uh, accounts and um, billing services, inquiries and stuff like that with an online business. And then that role very quickly grew into a project management role with the company, uh, which then expanded into social media management and business management. And then that's what I, um, that's what I've been working in for the last few years. And I literally like learned on the job, you know, chucked in the deep end and as the business grew um, and, you know, I just like dived into every, everything I could find about like, growing organic reach online and um, using, you know, using social media and um, media outreach and you know all these little things that um, we as entrepreneurs rely on um, to actually like grow businesses. And so that was, you know, what I was primarily looking at. And now um, in in that same um, job where I still work, um, I concentrate on search engine optimization and growth. Um, as well as high-level media and PR inquiries and some project management stuff. So, last year I was working, um, like, as you know, as as w- I was working in this job that I absolutely loved. Um, for once in my w- in my life, um, it's funny when you when you actually like love what you're doing, how that opens up your world to so much more, and how you actually like start to, you know, you start your growth in one area and it just like overlaps into the next area and yeah, for the first time I actually started to work on my own mindset and start to ask myself like all those pivotal questions, you know, you know, what do I want out of life? What do I want to contribute? Um, you know, why do I do the things I do? Um and I just had this whole massive journey of like self growth and um, and uh self-development that's what 2018 was for me it was just this massive period of like figuring out you know what the hell was going on up in here and coming out of that towards the end I rediscovered my love of writing and so I thought I really want to start blogging again and I spoke to my employer about it and they were like "Yeah, yeah yeah you know go blog and so I started writing and writing and writing and writing and then at the beginning of this year I was like I want more than that. I don't just want to blog and I love my main job, but I want more than that. Like I'm so much, you know, more than the the nine to five and we all are. And (laughs) so I started to really like ask myself what exactly I wanted out of this year. And what came out was that I did want to monetize a side hustle in some way. I wanted to not just ride on the side, but I wanted to actually like help people in my area of expertise and I wanted to help you know more people and you know millions of people um and I wanted to do you know speaking and this and that and, and all the other things and so uh I had to have like that conversation with the boss and um actually figure out how we could make this all work yeah um and amazingly, yeah, we were able to figure out a way forward. And I now work part-time in my main hustle and I work one day, well, and weekends. Yeah. <laughs> and and <you> know, evenings <laughs> um on my side hustle. Um and I'm absolutely loving it. Like I've never been happier. And yeah, it just goes to show like as soon as you just start settling into your element and like following that intuition and yeah. when you that voice inside of you is telling you to actually leap. Yeah. And wow, wow, it's so good when you do.
0: <laughs> I want to go back because like I love what you said about how you started asking those pivotal questions in 2018. What were those questions? Like how did this spark? Where, I guess... The question is because I have a lot of people, I'll explain the situation. (laughs) I have a lot of people in my audience who are stuck in a nine to five job and it's so amazing that you loved what you did, but a lot of people are like desperate to just do something else. But so many people come to me and they're like, I just don't even know where to start. And so how did you start figuring out, like, obviously you had a lot of skills in the areas of, you know, social media, SEO and all of these things as well, but To know that you were ready, to know that you were, you know, able to build something of your own to become an online personality, like what questions did you start asking yourself?
1: Well, I reckon it all started when I read my first Mindset book, which I think was a book that's just called Mindset. And it's by like Dr. Carol Carol Dwight. Dwight? Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Her name's Carol. Um, (laughs) So Carol wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was the first thing i did i picked up that book and i started to read it and it was talking about like you know the two different types of thinkers and like previously in the past whenever i'd had like a, an unfulfilling job or you know or pretty much as long as i can remember i was always like you know thinking what could i do on the side i i rarely followed through with it because of self confidence but i was like always like oh could i do something on the side could i do this could i do that um And I don't think that's the best place to start. I don't think the best place to start is to be like, oh, well, you know, just let's look at the skill set and let's look at the possibilities and let's work that through. I think, you know, if you don't already have something going, there's a reason there. Um, and there's some sort of block that you've got. So that's why starting with the mindset side of things was crucial for me. Um, like, yeah, I, I looked at that mindset book and it was like the first time I'd realized that, um, the way I think and the reason I follow through on some things and don't follow through on other things is because like, that's how, you know, I've chosen my mindset to be. And that's how I've learned to to process things and learn to react. And like, once I started to realize that, you know, I could actually, you know, figure out the origins of why I do certain things and then um, choose to retrain that. Um, going through that whole route and actually like, you know, being like, okay, you know, uh, why haven't you done this? And, and not just like the surface level thing. Like, um, a lot of the questions for me were, you know, why haven't I, you know, why haven't I lost all the weight that I wanted to lose? Or why haven't I, um, done something with these various passion projects? Um, and the surface level could be, oh, cause you've got a busy life. Yeah. Because there's so little time, because you, know, you don't excuses. have the startup capital, because, you know, all this service level stuff. Um, but then it was like, okay, no, oh, how am I benefiting from being exactly in the situation I am today? Because that's what I've chosen to be in. Um, and so for me, like, you know, the, the, whole, the whole weight stuff was very much like about self-protection um and the whole um you know not pursuing my passion projects was because of um not wanting to be seen and not wanting to have the focus on me because of um lack of confidence because of like a variety of things that i went through when i was younger and like just like i really like dove like way back into like you know exactly why i've made significant choices over the years and like once you sort of know the why it's so much easier to like push forward and to be like, Oh no, you catch yourself thinking a certain way and deciding not to do something that you genuinely want to do or, you know, not to do something that's like actually for your daily benefit. Um, And you're like, Oh, you know, I can see that you're making this decision because of this, but you know, we're going to carve a new path today. Um, And yeah, like that's still like a continual thing. Like um I think, you know, having a mindset mentor, like, you know, I, I've got a number, um, and working on your mindset daily is just as critical cool as anything else when it comes to actually like being like, Okay, today's the day and I'm gonna start a side hustle. Yeah. And like after a whole year of really like diving in really deep to all that sort of stuff, um at the end of the year, like or at the beginning of the year, I wanted to start setting my intentions for the year ahead. And there was this um, Capricorn moon and I've only started reading into this stuff recently. Super moon. <laughs> yes. The super moon was there and it was like Capricorns, which I am. It was like, this is your moment. Basically, this is how you just, you know, this is when you decide how the next six months of your life are going to play out. And yeah. it's like, you have the opportunity to go big. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, well, you know, let's, let's, let's not just, because I'd set my intentions like on the 1st of January, I was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, write more, write daily, um, you know, take care of my health more, um, uh, I know just show up more like, but they were all just very vague and they were all like intentions that I was writing based on what other people needed from me in my life.
0: Um, yeah.
1: yeah, like for, for what my partner needed from me, what my, you know, kids needed from me. because um, so there's always a flow and effect when you're, you know, doing what you like. Um, and also what my main job needed from me. Um, and then that supermoon came up and I was just like, okay, no, but what do you really want to do? Like forget everything else. Forget everything else. What do you actually really want to see yourself doing this year like if there were no rules if you didn't have to answer to anyone what would you be doing and then I wrote it out and I was like oh that's a bit scary yeah (laughs) yeah and then once I wrote it out I was like oh I'm like I can't not do something about it now and (laughs) i have committed it's on paper (laughs) exactly exactly well that's really how it felt for me and and like previous in the past like every year when I was younger, I would write out intentions for the yeah. year ahead and I barely accomplished any of them. So it wasn't just writing a goal down on paper. It was like writing a goal down that I knew in my soul, like that I had to do like that's It was just like reflecting what, you know, my soul was already telling me and just putting that on paper. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was very powerful. Um, and like, yeah, if you start listening to your <laughs> intuition, and then writing out what that's saying and then being like, you know, and then feeling into how that would be, yeah. um, then you'll know whether or not it's something you're meant to do or not.
0: I love that so much. So basically to kind of like take it back because I can feel like this is such good advice. So for anyone listening, I think the easiest route is to jump onto Pinterest and be like, hmm, 10 profitable start, startup side hustles. Like what can yeah. I do? But that's like such a backwards way to go about it because ultimately you can find yourself on a very lonely path that you didn't even want to design for yourself. And that's where a lot of people end up failing because they don't have enough emphasis and oomph behind what they're doing because it isn't a personal why. And basically what Jess is saying is like the thing that she did first, rather than being like, okay, what are my skills? And, you know, what's going to be the most profitable thing for me is digging into that mindset work and figuring out for the first time, it sounds like what you actually wanted. And I know this might be kind of a hard question to answer, but because, you know, saying that you set all of these intentions in the past, it I don't know if I can just like energetically feel it, but it sounds like something is different this time like the way that you told that story it's like i'd set all these intentions in the past but like these intentions that you particularly set at the supermoon like it i don't know if it's just it feels like there's like something different can you describe what that is or do you even know like how does someone goals and goals and goals for years and years and years not give up on themselves like how can they make that like how can they make change now i guess is yeah
1: well, like if you had spoken to me um, two years ago, if you'd spoken to me three years ago, I would be a completely different person. Like, um, especially when I was a stay-at-home mom, I lost a lot of my confidence. I, I could barely even talk people, you know, in the eye. Um, I certainly couldn't articulate myself properly. I, like, forgot um, pretty much everything, you know, that I was passionate about aside from my children and, um, um, keeping their house whirling, And I, um, and when I was pregnant with my, um, daughter, my youngest, I actually got diagnosed with, um, Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune um, disease. So it, it affects your thyroid and there's so many, so many flow on effects from that. Um, and one of the things like when I was undiagnosed is I, um, I like went into like, oh, the, it, it comes in waves and like it, when it hits really hard, it's like, um, it's almost like a chronic fatigue yeah. and you can't, you you feel like you can't do anything. Like you, it's, you struggle just to get dressed. You struggle just to, you know, um, do all the basic things and, um, after, after I was diagnosed with that and I actually like, um, started to recognize, um, when I was going through the, um, the, the lows of when that was hitting me and when my, you know, hormones were really out of balance. Um, I was like, you know, okay. Like I, I, I knew why my body was working a certain way and why, um, my body was stopping me from doing certain things. Um, but like, I still while I was a stay at home mom, I still, even once i i knew what was going on with my body like my mind was still like just like i don't know like i want to say like this like just misty like gray like i was just like plodding along plodding along plodding along doing the things and just taking care of everyone and everything about myself yeah
0: um which and, so many mums and women do i think yes Obviously that like I do send all of my love to you because of the time that you went through. But this is just such a common thing I see specifically with mums and I'd love to talk more to you. We'll talk about it later when it comes up about like being a mom and being having a job and having a side hustle. But um, I work with a lot of mums as my own clients and the biggest thing that they struggle with is identity. Like they, yes. particularly when they have children closer together, they, you know, because it's so much, I guess, not necessarily sacrifice, but you do, that becomes your number one priority very quickly. And I see a lot of women just completely, as you said, like having nothing for themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a complete can, can be, and I, I see many mums that don't experience this. So I, I wouldn't say it's, you know, everyone, but it's a lot, like you said. And it's like loss of identity. And so, like, I, yeah, I completely lost my identity, basically. And then when I started to work again and, like, you know, doing um, accounts stuff, billing stuff, I mean, that wasn't my passion. Like, it was something I was very good at. And the um, it was quite funny because the... Um, company that I was work, am working for, and and um, was working for when I started back in, um, the community is all just so this amazing community online. They're all so beautiful and also wonderful that even when I was like, you know, emailing people to say, hey, you know, you've got something outstanding, they were all like, so like, Oh, that thanks for letting me know. You know, you're <laughs> awesome, Jessa. Like, <laughs> so definitely like coming back into the workforce into such a positive environment even um though it wasn't like a job that was like you know uh, soul aligned like you know um billing inquiries that's that's not where you know my soul sits um that made a like a massive difference i remember my energy um my um just there was this huge shift like um in in those first few weeks like all of a sudden i i started to like wake up more like just because i had I was giving myself another layer. Like um, it was, you know, I was still being a stay-at-home mom. My kids, um, like I was still working. Um, I think I was initially working while they were being minded for an afternoon or something like that. Um, And all of a sudden, like I had something else to me. There was another aspect that I could explore into. And just giving, like just having that small opening was massive. That was instrumental. And then, as I, you know, my job, my role expanded there. Um, that then I started just to light up more and more and more, um, because I'm somebody that I love to, um, I love to make a difference at a company. Like I love to really um, uh, solve all the problems and like um, be there in the thick of it. Like that, you know, helping other people evolve. That's what lights me up. And, you know, (laughs) um, and so like I started to light up inside more and more and more as my job evolved into, you know, and, and I took on more responsibility and then we, um, uh, we actually switched roles at home. My husband became a stay at home dad. Um, and the kids went into daycare like half a week and then I went full time. Um, so I think it was only like three months after I started there, then I was full time and I was doing project managing, social and media and business management side of things. Um, so it changed very, very quickly. And, um, Can I
0: just ask you a question on that. Cause it did come up in my mind before And this, uh, I want you to continue with the story cause I love this topic that we're going through now. Cause I think I know it's going to help so many women, but this is just a personal question I want to ask you, um, <laughs> Did you put forth to have your grow your grow, your growl, did you get your growl going to, to grow your role? Because I, I guess most of the people in my audience are entrepreneurs, but I'd love to hear just for those who are in a career, like, did you put your, did you say, Hey, I'd love to take on these more responsibilities or was it something that just got, I guess, like given to you?
1: It was something that was given to me and I was, okay. and um, asked of me. Okay, so, so yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it's um, very much um, related to, like, being in a um, very quickly evolving um, company. Yeah. And being in a, a young company, like, I don't, like, I don't want to say that, you know, old corporate companies, like, don't have that um, that same uh, allowance for, yes, for you know, new and upcomers. But certainly... Um, with some of the corporate companies that I worked with in the past, like, um, they've got a bit more of a, um, boys club attitude and it's a bit more like if you haven't been here for 20 years, doesn't matter what you can do. It doesn't matter how good you are. You haven't like, you know, served your time. Um, so I think like, um, actually being at a company that, um, you can feel the energy of and you can feel whether or not, um, you're going to, you're going to be able to make that impact and whether or not it's going to be recognized or not. Like I know that um, in, in jobs in the past, like I definitely stayed um, at corporate companies for too long um, where I knew that there was that attitude, but I was comfortable. um, And I wasn't really ready to like stand up and be like, okay, no, I I deserve more because I hadn't worked through that mindset and, and that's those self worth issues. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, if if I could go back in the past, um, like and, and if it was gonna have no bearing on, on where my where I am today, then I probably would have been like, no, you know, find something else. Because yeah, I love that. like I yeah, I even like um I had quite a plum job opportunity offered to me. Um when I was like a few years into one Corporate company, and it was it was crazy. It was like a, it was this you know really like vibrant um, firm. It was like this like you know cool place. Um, I had heard so many good things. It was a significant pay jump, and then I was told, oh no, you'll you'll probably get like a, a small like promotion here, and so I was like, oh, and I don't know like what the big change is going to be like if I change. What yeah. if it's not as amazing as I think? And so I just like, I didn't bet on myself and I didn't bet on the possibilities. I think, you know, we're, we're a lot more inclined to be like, oh, okay, um, there's this one awesome thing about this new possibility, this new option, you know, it sounds awesome. It's probably too good to be true. Yeah. And just
0: having that faith and trust in yourself and in the opportunities. I guess that I love that advice, particularly for, even though it wasn't what you did, but the advice that you're giving to anyone who is maybe in that position where they are in that boys club organization, like, girl, you know, you're worth more. Like there are, hundreds of jobs out there. And I know it seemingly feels like there's not, but there is, there's lots of upcoming companies. There's lots of innovate, innovative startups. Like if you know that you've got more within you, but you're not ready to maybe go to your own hustle at this stage, like go to a job where you're going to be appreciated and you can grow and you can evolve and you can put yourself forward, but like identify that you are worth more. Yeah. I think that's such great advice. Um, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to, cause I, I, I love that, but to back to the story, anyway, back to the evolution of yourself and refining your identity. Sorry, I yeah. told her at the start, I'm like, you have to come on video because I just have a tendency to let like, <laughs> people off. But only because like you like dropped such good golden nuggets, I'm like, we have to stop here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, so with the whole yeah, I I ended up at a at a company that um actually like you know matched me energetically. And that I could grow with and, um, like, you know, in, in a situation where I was like, you know, um, able to start like seeing, you know, what, um, what made me happy, like come out. Um, and as well, like I just started reading, I started reading and I started doing online courses and I started to, um, learn again. And I started to like, you know, um, just like, you know, when you're, when you're in like that place where, where everything just seems so hard and everything seems impossible and where, you know, every, every day feels the same and it feels like you're never moving forward. Um, sometimes it's that, you know, you're only looking for, um, looking at certain aspects and certain answers that your mind can come up with um, for your situation, but it's like if you start actually learning and you start um, doing mindset work or self development work or you know all this sort of stuff, like a whole different spectrum of solutions can can all of a sudden you know be made aware to you, and yeah, your your mind will just be expanded. Like you'll just start coming up with like you know new things and um, new ideas and um, new solutions and new answers. And you're all of a sudden, like, you know, um, you'll be from like, you know, just having like, you know, um, two degrees of the sun, you know, to, to all of it. Um, and,
0: analogy. <laughs> yeah,
1: and once, once you sort start, start realizing like the, the power of like, actually like working on your own mindset and, and listening to like those, those teachers that have, you know, gone through it all before or experts in, you know, all the different things and whether or not you're looking at it from like, you know, purely like a psychological point of view or a, um, you know, spiritual point of view or just like um, uh, personality, you know, sort of stuff, like all of, all of the things, you know, like our minds are so powerful and like often we just cap our potential because we're not willing to keep learning in that area. And so it's like, you might be like, oh, well, what am I good at? And, you know, well, can I knit and sell that? Or, yeah, like, what well, you know, what different scheme can I join to make money? And it's like, well, everybody's, everybody has something inside of them that, that they want to give to the world. Like, everybody. Like, and, it, and it might not be tangible to you yet. You may have no idea of what it is. It may not be something that you could ever verbalise right now. But if you actually start to work on your mindset work and you start to like, you know, look at all that self-development sort of stuff and start, you know, and it, in every mindset book that I've read, like different questions came up to, you know, ask me like, um, uh, like I'm trying to think of some of the ones and it's like there's so many. yeah um, But definitely it was like, you know, um, so much more basic than, what do you like to do? Or, yeah. And so much more basic, uh, not so much less basic than what do you just like to do or what brings you joy? Um, like it was like, um, it's I can't so- even, I can't even, Think of like all of you know the. What?
0: the I, I find it really hard to to reflect on my personal development journey as well. Like people often like ask me, you know, what are the questions that you asked? What are the specific things that you did? And I think back, and it's
1: like, I don't know. It just. I don't it, think there was. I don't think there was one specific question. Yeah. Like it was every question, was building
0: piled on top of each other. Yeah, then, and that built a path. I love what you're saying, particularly around. Um, this whole concept of the, like the analogy that you made, this is something that I see so many people struggling with. It's like they accept that this is reality. And a big thing that I teach with all of my programs and a big thing I talk to all my clients, and this sounds like this was the thing that really made the, big decision, which made the big change for you is accepting, accepting 100% responsibility for your life. Mm. Because when you were saying before, it's like, this is my experience with all the things that were happening to you. It's like, this is my experience. I'm doing hand gestures guys to show the two degrees of the sun that was just mentioned. And it's like, yes, you could have stayed in that forever, but those positive actions that you've mentioned. So one being actually getting yourself out there and getting a job Two being that you, it sounded like particularly even with the, the client that you were working with at the time, um, it's surrounding yourself with positive people and it sounded like the company that you worked for or still work for is was super positive as well. And then yeah. ultimately like taking responsibility for working on yourself. So for anyone who is stuck in that rut of life or that I don't know what to do, I don't know who I am, I've lost my identity. Like the, the easiest and best thing that you can do is accept responsibility that if there's gonna be a change, like you have to be the one to make it and I love again what you said about this whole like you were only experiencing two percent of this reality and it's like that's it that's for me I've capped my potential here but the second that you started opening yourself up to possibility it's like literally like the sun started to rise right it was like now all of a sudden I'm like would you know what I was visualizing when you were saying that you know, at the start of the Lion King, how it's like the, um, the sun starts to rise on the horizon and then like you can see a little bit of the rock and then all of a sudden you can see the whole entire plane. I'm like, that's what I was thinking when you were saying it, but it really is. And it's like those, it is quite simple in theory. It's like, again, doing something like whether it is getting yeah. a job, um, surrounding yourself with positive, positive people and knowing there's more out there. Like it sounds to me like those were the, things that really changed. So I asked you what the question was, like what actually changed? And I think everyone's looking for this like snap my fingers, life's going to change moment, but it was like just daily positive steps forward and opening up that horizon.
1: Yeah, like if I could bullet point it, it was working on my mindset, um, letting myself do things for fun um, and that was I suppose started out with writing again Um, Which then, yeah, quickly made me realize that I wanted to do more in that space. If I had not have started blogging again, I don't think I would have ended up on the path I am now. So like that I didn't do from a monetary point of view. I didn't do it with a great grand purpose in mind. I did it because I enjoy writing. Um, And that was all. Um, Surrounding myself with positive people, definitely. In the last two years, my... Um, the people that I've surrounded myself with have completely changed, um, or not completely, but, um, I have had to say goodbye to certain relationships along the way that, um, were destructive, um, for want of a better word, people that don't, um, support you and that, um, don't celebrate your successes and want to, you know, make a snide comment or cut you down. And that was um, particularly hard when I was um, moving from, you know, being a stay-at-home mom into um, the workforce again. And I had some people in my life that would always have something, always have a negative spin um, to put on whatever whatever I was, like, excited about. And, yeah, I, I learned just to say goodbye to those people yeah. and actually, you know, start... Like speaking to new people that you know actually like had the same values as me, and um, a a big thing was I would ask myself, "Well, would I ever? Would I ever treat somebody like that?" And if the answer was no, and this is the same for clients as well as for friends, Um, yeah, if I wouldn't treat somebody like that, then I'm not going to let somebody treat me like that. And like I'm just like, okay, no, thank you, not a fit, goodbye. Uh And so yeah, like doing something you love, working on your mindsets, surrounding yourself with um good, you know, positive people. And also, yeah, um having more layers um to your life. Like Yeah, it's it's very hard to to be able to see more and think more if, if you're only just got like tunnel vision constantly.
0: I have loved all of this, but I definitely want to change gears just a tiny bit because I'd love to talk a little bit more particularly about what it is that you're doing now in your side hustle. So because I feel like you are going to explain it so much better than I did or ever could. Can you explain what this Jessa Lewis is all about, the business and particularly what it is that you do for your clients?
1: Yes. So this Jessa Lewis is a social media consulting agency, basically. So, um, what I do is I take my background and my experience in social media optimization and in search engine optimization and then I, um, I take that and um, I help out entrepreneurs and empire builders with that. So, we look at their organic reach online. So, I love looking at organic reach. So, that's definitely... Um, something that i'm passionate about above and beyond like you know if, if somebody comes along to me and they're like oh can you help me with facebook ads and like, no that's not what i love doing <laughs> i love <laughs> like, that you know, no <laughs> yeah i've just I've, I've had a few clients they're like oh yeah this is great this is great and they're like facebook ads i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> just no I'm like, I, you know, I experiment with my own Facebook ads um, and I play around with it. Like, I, I do think they have their place, but like, I'm talking about, like, I chuck like $5. I think I've spent $10 in ads. Um, oh <laughs> so God. it's very much. Big spender.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's good. Cause I'm like such a fan of organic reach as well. Every time <laughs> I do ads, I'm like, I'll do like a hundred dollars. And I'm just like, oh, I just waste a hundred dollars. Might as well put that in the pokies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think um, I think that they, you know, I, I'm not d- against ads, but I love playing with organic reach and I love looking at how we can take somebody's like already amazing, like soul filled message and then like, you know, tweaks and different things with what they're already doing and with what the, the different options of the platform that they're using already provide. Um, that, and a lot of people don't know about, um, like, things that seem really commonplace to me and really obvious. Um, and, yeah, 95% of I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs.
0: LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The people that I talk to, they're like, what? I say what? Uh, so, can you yeah, give us some
0: examples? I'm going to like pick your brains here a little bit. We're going to do a role play in a second, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, like, um, like something like with, um, with your Facebook live streams, for example, you can actually apply captions to those and you can either use the Facebook generated ones, which are very off point. I actually did an example. I left the auto-generated ones on one of my live streams on Facebook and, like, the different words that come up if you listen to it when it's on mute are just, like, ridiculous. Like, it doesn't even make sense. And it's like, what is she talking about? Oh God, I and talk so,
0: so quickly and mumble, so I can't imagine yeah.
1: what ones would be like. <laughs> so the Facebook auto-generated ones, right, they're, um, they're free. Facebook does them for you. They're not accurate. Um, it takes a long time to edit them yourself. It's a, very much of a headache. Um, so you can do, you can go that route or you can use like a service like rev.com who do captions for you for a dollar a minute and they're quite accurate. Um, you can still edit the files if need be, but they're fairly accurate. And then you upload this caption file with your video and what Facebook's, um, search engine does is it actually will read like not just like the title of your video and the description and any other like bits and pieces that you've put onto it, but it will also read what's in the captions as well. So it adds additional like reach opportunity um, because you're giving Facebook a better idea of what your um, video is about and giving it more keywords and stuff like that to be able to recommend it to people. Um, so obviously like with, with a live stream, that's something that you wouldn't want to get onto fairly quickly because um, everything, um, Everything in social media, once you post it, has a time, you know, has, has a time expiry. Yeah. So it's, it's only going to be on people's time feeds um, or feeds for a certain period of time before it just, like, drops off. Um, but, yeah, like, that's, that's one, like, little random thing uh, that people probably aren't aware of. Um, but there are so many more. Like, there's and, – and with every piece of content type and then looking at the different content types and then looking at – like, you know, your demographic and looking at so many things. So, yeah, what I do is I, um, I do consulting with um, entrepreneurs, uh, especially, who are looking to up-level in a certain space. Okay. Or, you know, so maybe, um, maybe they've got um, a business that needs to, like, split into two, and they're looking at how that's actually going to work and function for them um, and how they can actually do that on social media in a way that's going to be, um, you know, best suited for their company and preserving time and, you know, and preserving money and, and actually like, you know, um, helping it like work in conjunction with each other. Or, um, we might look at, um, uh, entrepreneurs who have always had a digital product and all of a sudden they're expanding into physical products and the differences in marketing physical product, um, and actually like, setting that up on social medias and extending the reach of that versus, you know, when it's all been digital. Yeah. Or, um, uh, you know, one, one of my clients has got like a, um, a viral campaign that she's, she's looking to um, implement and um, wanting to, you know, reach a different demographic than who she's been um, speaking to previously. Um, so it's all—it's—it's it's all just about like you know, um, basically like you know, looking at the strategy, looking at um, what is currently happening in you know what you're posting and in your reach and you know what you're actually doing in these spaces, and then being like, okay, well, if we just slightly adjust things here, um, it doesn't have to be like a massive new investment of time but yeah. all of a sudden you could like, you know, totally open things up. Like I've, um, you know, had posts that I've done where like, you know, my Insta stories, for example, will, um, often cause it's like my social medias are all very new, right? Like I've only started building them in the last like eight weeks. So my so- Insta stories, they might only reach like, um, 30 or 60 people. Um, and then just, you know, with, when i do certain tactics like it's like all of a sudden that will jump to 200 people that i'm reaching instead um and it's something like really basic It's something really simple um and when we start like just doing these little simple things in like each space and then they just compound on themselves yeah. and yeah all of a sudden like rather than you know reaching you know only only 30 people we're reaching you know 300 people and 3000 people and like yeah. the sky's the limit when you look at like um, implementing just like different little, um, little tools and options that are available to you or little tricks that you might not be aware of or little hacks of the algorithms yeah. and also repurposing and capitalizing on the content that you're doing as well. So it's not just about like how does this podcast perform right here? It's yeah. like, well, what can we do then with this, you know, podcast audio and with this, you know, podcast video to capitalize on this content like way beyond you know way beyond iTunes yeah so yeah there's the sky's the limit really I love it and I've
0: got two burning questions that I want to ask you because I've heard you talk a lot about particularly in this podcast a lot about soul and then a lot about intuition and you keep like dropping all of these things and I feel like a lot of people get confused between like strategy and soul online, particularly. And and I feel like I do too. So maybe I'm asking you to coach me here. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my clients are like, you know, on one side, all of these gurus are like, just follow your intuition and just post when you feel like it. And, you know, always show up in a positive state and make sure if you're writing anything, it's coming from a place of intention. But then all of these other people are like, do this strategy, do this tip, get on this schedule. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's the equilibrium between the two?
1: I, I definitely believe in um, when you're posting, um, doing that from, from uh, the right energy place. Like um it's why uh I don't use a scheduler for Instagram. Yeah. I will occasionally use one for Facebook stuff, but only about half the time. Yeah. So um what I think a lot of people get stuck into is that, you know, you need to post at this particular time of the day because that's where your following is. And it's like, yeah, well that's where your following is right now. Um yeah. let's look at, you know, um a year's time from, from now when your following base is a hundred thousand more from what it is you know, um, uh, where are they based? Are they they night owls like you? Are they, you know, uh, like there are so many different factors that might come into um, why somebody will see your post at a certain time of the day. So it's not just if we could like get like really like be like, oh, well, they're all based in this country, so they're all going to be awake here, so you must post at this time. And so you delay a post that was like really like burning, you know, like, yeah. You really wanted to post it. Like you were just so fired up and you're like, oh no, now I've got to wait, I gotta wait 18 hours to post it the optimal time. And then you post it and the energy's just lacking. Um, you know, things have shifted, you know, maybe there's something new that's come up that you're passionate about. Um, so I definitely think that if you've got something that you need to share, like right here and now, that you just share it. And it doesn't matter what time of the day and you don't schedule it in and you just put it out there. And I definitely follow that advice. But if I take that piece of content and then I repurpose it elsewhere, then I might be a little bit more strategic. Um, So I might be like, okay, I've just posted this really heartfelt thing. Like I think it was yesterday or the day before. I felt the need to post something in my private free Facebook group. And so I posted it and I was only ever going to post it in there. And then like some of the girls were like, oh, um, I wish that this was a public post so I could share it. And I was like, oh, good point. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll post it on my business page as well because I feel like more people could benefit from hearing this. And so then um, because I just posted it in my my free group, I think um, I scheduled it a few hours from from there to go up on my business page. And then the next morning I decided to use it as um, my Instagram description as well because it still felt relevant and it still felt, you know, applicable. Yeah. so, you know, I was spacing it out because I was like, well, if somebody's following me in all spaces, I don't want them to be hit by it all at the same time. And also it means that, like, you know, I'm showing up easily on all those different areas without having to, um, you know, do a whole lot more than what I've already done. Um, and, like, on that note, um, like, I, I do think it's, you know, fine to be, um, to be strategic about spreading, spreading yourself out. Um, but I think think if you feel called to do something in a certain space, you just do it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like to try and spread things across LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and show up in each area or you know, live stream maybe um particularly on Facebook and Instagram at least once a week. But generally each day I'm like, what do I feel like doing? And sometimes I feel like posting a um LinkedIn link on my Facebook personal profile because I'm just really proud of the image choice that I chose over on LinkedIn. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I just, I just, and I can't be bothered. And I know that posting an external link on Facebook is strategically not the best thing to do because Facebook doesn't like you posting external links. But sometimes I'm just like, I feel like doing it anyway. And so I'll do it anyway. And you know what? That gives variety and spice and randomness. To what I'm putting out there, yeah and that's normal. Like that would be the normal human way to do things. If yeah, everything is that. perfectly strategized, if you're like, oh no, I'm doing all the things exactly how they should be, and you know, I'm doing 500 words because that's the optimal recommended, you know, and and you're putting all these caps on yourself and all these limitations on yourself, then it starts to feel stale and it starts to feel forced and it starts to feel Like your message is a bit caged because it is. Yeah. So do what feels good, and then see how you can optimize it. Um, Do what feels natural, and then see if you can repurpose it and capitalize on it. Yeah. Like yeah, when I when I do post something from Soul on Facebook, usually if I want to include a link with that, I will usually then be like, oh okay, I'll include the link in the comments rather than in the body of the post, and that's my strategy. On top Bond. of, like, a passion-based post. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you know, like, I love that. I always forget that I'm on a podcast and not a video, but I did, like, the mind-exploding emoji. Because do you know what? That is, like, the, the thing that you said that just, like, has completely blown my mind is humans are fucking random and they do things that are weird and they do things when they're passionate and they say things that they shouldn't and they do all of this stuff and that's what makes people connect to one another that's what makes us feel all like you know authentic and real and like we're having raw conversations and I love that you said that it's like not caging yourself into like this is a strategy and I've seen a lot of people whose that is their strategy it's like same time same day very like you know, forced authenticity sometimes online. And, and it's
1: like a visible pattern to everything that they do. Yeah, and it feels kind of yucky. And then it's like the people
0: who are just totally random and like showing up like pretty regularly as you would in a friendship or a relationship and they're always there, but it's like so unpredictable what they're going to do. Mm. And those are the people that you kind of like want to follow because it's like, well, what are they going to do next? I need to know, like I'm addicted to this person's randomness.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, but I also love what you said about like capturing the, I guess, heart essence in the post and then optimizing it later because i think that's the perfect that's like the exact answer that i was hoping to get because that has totally made sense to me now because it's like do i just so sometimes i post things and i'm like this is going to be amazing but then it's like the middle of the day because obviously here in australia it's always everyone is always sleeping when we're awake (laughs) um (laughs) but you know and i love that so it is like you know post it when you post it post it when you feel it and then worry about getting it out even further later
1: Love yeah, that. some of some of the best stuff I've posted has been at like dead time of the day, when it's like, oh, nobody should be here right now, you know. And then you just post it anyway, and yeah, yeah somebody's like awake in the middle of the night, and then they see it and they're like, yes. <laughs> and you know, somebody's in a different country than what you thought. Like you never, you never know what anybody else is doing. For all you yeah. know, your entire following has picked up, and they've like migrated to a different country. You don't know. yeah in the middle of the night so it's like you checked your stats yesterday and they're all over here but it's like no you know you don't know what other people are thinking you don't know what other people are doing so it's like you should just like be like okay you know um what do I feel like doing what 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 needs to explode out of me right now and then just like letting it and yeah like I um Like I do these um, TikTok videos where I like lip sync to videos for like 15 seconds because I I find it, it, I find it a lot of fun. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Somebody was like, oh, how long does it actually take you to do one of those? And I was like, well, sometimes I'm like fabulous and you know, very cool. And it might take me like a few minutes and sometimes it might take me an hour. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Is this like an app? Yeah. Yeah. It's a social media platform. What's it called? Um,
0: I think I've heard it before.
1: TikTok.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, it's so doesn't good. go to her lunch today and spends all the day on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what's happening. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> sorry, fellow uh, YouTubers, I'm a TikToker now.
1: <laughs> so I don't do those for strategy. Like yeah. I, um, I don't do those um, because I'm like, oh, this is how you know. This is like the next step, and this is you know. Uh, what I'm going to do to open up my audience like I do it because I find it's fun and then I find a way to use my videos so like I um yeah did one video where it was like I don't know some it's going like hey hey you hey you like it doesn't sound interesting when I just say it like that but it was I found it very very amusing um and I then I was like oh how can I use this and so I used it um for my new membership program that's like um that's opened up today actually uh, we'll pre-launch today and it was like saying you know hey you there you over there and then it's like this person over here is like saying the same thing and it's all over the place and so i was like hey you there have you joined my membership program because it's coming yeah. um and like other videos that i did like i just found some way to incorporate them into my message um and optimize them because I found them hilarious, and I felt like I needed to share them with the world. And I felt like everyone needed the pleasure of seeing them.
0: But how different is that? And it's like you're still getting this the the message that you need to get across, or the call to action, which is the membership site that um, is opening up at the time mm. of when we're recording this. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's like no one's seen that before, and it is just about finding ways to do things differently. But do you know what the common theme that I've heard through this whole like episode that we've been talking is figure out what you want to do. Like what's inside of you, like the whole thing, like from, you know, moving into back into the job worlds and then to starting your side hustle. And then to even the way that you create content. The biggest common theme that I've heard today is like, people just need to figure out what they actually want to do and stop listening to what everyone else says they should do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I see some people who are like, Oh, I need to post blogs because everyone else is, but they don't actually love writing. Mm-hmm. and you can feel it coming across and it's like dude just jump on a live stream or or don't if you don't want a live stream um just you know start a podcast if you like speaking or you know just like do something that where you're in your element and where you know you are actually like just um doing something that you would love doing and you would do even if the cameras weren't on you and even if social media wasn't a factor like yeah. you know Would you be, would you be doing exactly what you were doing if nobody was ever going to like it? And if nobody was ever going to see it? Yeah. Yeah, That's a good starting point.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. So last, one thing I did kind of, I, I wrote literally one note. No, I wrote two notes, growth strategies and mama hustle was the two things that I wrote on a piece of paper before we jumped on. So Just the last thing, because I love all of that and I want to hear more about your membership, but we'll do that at the end. But one thing I'd love, because I obviously cannot give advice on this, but I'd love to know a little bit more about how you, I guess, handle, maybe that's not the right word, but how do you do it all? I feel like that's the only way to ask this question. The side hustle, the main hustle and the babies, how like... For women who are using that as an excuse not to start yeah. their side hustle, what's your advice to them, I guess would be my question.
1: Well, it is hard. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely hard and it's definitely a massive juggling act. Um, so my kids are currently four and almost three. So they're a year and a bit apart. And I went back to work when, um, uh, well, yeah, two years ago. So my I think my youngest was like getting close to one maybe. Um, and, or yeah, yeah, she would have been getting close to one. And so I was definitely um, worried about putting them into daycare. Like that was probably the biggest thing that was um, stopping me from going back to work. My eldest had had um, like micro seizures when he was a baby. So that's why I hadn't gone back to work after my first 12 months of leave. And then I um, ended up just like quitting because I wasn't going to be returning. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely like a massive um, point of concern for me. And then when I actually took them to daycare, um, like we went to a whole bunch of different daycares before we found one that felt felt like a good fit. And they absolutely loved it; like they loved their days in daycare. And like I was, I was breastfeeding as well then, um, so I would go in on my lunch break on the days when I was working and I would um, feed my daughter and we'd like scale back the day feeds to accommodate that. Um, so that was like um, a bit of a, a sacrifice and a hard decision at the time. But like, I knew that um, mentally I needed to do it because I knew that like, I couldn't just continue like um, moving forward without actually like um, having that, that's uh side job at the time, because it was like a side hustle on the side of, of, um, being full-time mom, um, I knew that I needed to do it for, for my own mindset. And I knew that when I was happier and when I felt more fulfilled and when I felt, um, uh, like I was doing purpose work, um, outside and beyond and separate to my husband and the house and the kids, I knew that like, I showed up better as a mother. Yeah. Um, so. That was definitely a um, a driving decision. Um, so once once I realized that hey, this whole daycare thing is not the scariest thing in the world, and they actually do like it, um, then like I felt a lot more confident about like stepping up my hours more at work. And my husband um, had been like he wanted to leave his employment for a while. So in the end, when I got offered the option to go full time, it felt like a, a really good decision for us to just like change roles. So I didn't have to put my kids in full-time care. Um, if I had have had to, I don't know. I don't know how I would have made that decision um, or, or whether that would have changed things or not. Um, Cause I think, you know, I would have felt like that was a bit hard stepping up from like no daycare to, to full-time daycare. But yeah, he's my husband's estate um, home dad, um, so I know that um, like they've got him during the day, and we we actually ended up moving up to we moved states. We moved across to the other side of the country a year ago, um, so we moved up to Queensland, so I could be closer to um, the company headquarters and the team that I manage. Um, and that was actually um, that was actually really really good because we. We now um, like we've got a we've got a pool. We've got um, a, a really close um, uh, facilities and amenities nearby. Um, so that's made like his you know stay-at-home dad life a lot easier yeah. with um, juggling all of that. And it means that like I can always work really close by. So um, like at the moment, like I'm sitting at the end of my street working at our. Um, little community rec centre. By the um, way, she
0: looks like she's in a tropical paradise. I just wanted to point that out. So she moved <laughs> from Melbourne, which is obviously the best place in the world, to Queensland, which is probably the second best place in the world. But yeah. it always looks super tropical. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not hating the view right now. Let's just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and uh, it's, it is really lovely up here. Like that's definitely like made um, our work-life balance a lot easier because I think... When I was in Melbourne, and I was working long hours um, for my main hustle, and then I'd get home, and it would be pitch black, and then you know the kids are already like you know on their way out and and going to sleep, and and that made it hard. Um, So I like we are blessed now with the environment we're in. Like um, like I always have like cafes and resorts and restaurants that are literally like five minutes from my house. So um, for the most part, I work very close by. Like if I want to on my lunch break, I can nip home and like, um, you know, have a swim with the family or have lunch with them. Um, uh, that's the sun rises early. It's, you know, it's like there's always lots of family things to do here. And we, we do do a lot of that. Like, um, uh, when I wasn't working, when we were back in Melbourne, we didn't go out as much as a family. We didn't do like heaps of like different random activities or we didn't go to the beach all the time. Um, whereas up here, um, we do like incorporate a lot of that into our um, into our weekly life. And that definitely makes a big difference. Like having, um, uh, having that contrast between like, you know, work, you know, it's not just like work and then home, work and then home. Um, like there's always something fun to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I suppose getting back to the actual question, um, having a supportive partner, it makes a massive difference. Being out, not having a long commute makes a massive difference. Um, so working, um, for my main hustle, I'm working on my laptop. It's, it's an online business. I can do everything from my laptop. So so long as I have Wi Fi I'm set. And yeah. same with my side hustle. Like I coach my clients over the phone and you know online and I just work on my laptop where there's Wi-Fi. So um I'm not spending like an hour driving to a job um and an hour driving home. I um my hours like for my side hustle uh, you know, can be all over the place, which which is good because it like can accommodate my family a bit better. Um and yeah, like I, um, I just try and take advantage of the pockets of time that I do have. Yes. So when I, one of the big things I was journaling on um, this year was about being more intentional with my um, when I'm spending my time with my kids. So I'm not just like um, doing things and um, checking my phone half the time, and um, or like trying to work and spend time with them. Like I try to be very present and yeah. you know and and show up completely when I'm with them um and and I feel like you know i my mindset is a much, in a much better place like I feel like I'm a better parent now um and I feel like you know I've I'm showing them like you know um a good good tools for their life as well yeah. I'm showing them what's possible and and a lot of like what I talk about in my business um like flows on into the discussions I have with my kids. Like um uh we'll talk about, you know, um doing things, you know, um because of, you know, how how it makes us feel and um and about like, you know, you know, what do you actually want to do rather than like, you know, I don't know, making assumptions for them and just like um, and, and making decisions for them about, like, what toys they should be playing with or what activities we should do, be doing next or um, what they want to wear. Like, you know, I I do talk with them a lot more about, you know, what they actually want to do in each moment. Yeah, and I, I try and respect, you know, um, yeah, what they're feeling led to do as well. And re- reminding myself that, you know, they have the same, you know... Um, Different, different little things that we have in, inside us you know like um um something that's driving us to do something energetically yeah and yeah
0: <laughs> i love all of that so much and i think for everyone listening like to me what it sounds like is the first thing and this is i guess another thing that so many women struggle with was like the guilt is almost so much worse like when you were saying putting them in daycare like they actually ended up enjoying it i think Yes, as fear, guilt, it, we actually let it eat away at us when it's sometimes never actually as bad when we just take the step forward, you know, even if it's about having a courageous conversation with someone or like, cause I remember at the start you said when you had to have that, that conversation with your boss and then it was like, it sounded like it was going to be worse than it actually ended up being, you know what I mean? It's like all of these things. I think sometimes as women, we just build up and ruminate that. And, we, and we, 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 we let it allow, us, so allow ourselves to feel like so much more guilt when it's like, if we just took those baby steps forward and kind of took those courageous, like courageous actions, then it's never really as bad as it seems that it's going to be. Um, but I love what you're talking about as well. Like we can design our lives the way that we want them to be. I think so many people just accept their realities. And I think if this is again, another common theme from today's episode. Some people just accept like the job that I'm in, the life that I have, like, this is just it. It's it for me. But what you're saying is I made those moves. I made those changes, had those conversations and slowly, but surely have built my life around not what's just best for my family, but also what's best for me. Yeah. I love that so much and I think that's better even than, you know, this is the schedule that I use or something to manage my time between my kids and my job. And it's like, I've just, basically what you said is just, you've taken those actions to build A life that works for you and for your family and guys like no matter where you are in life you can do that it's not just about like i need to wait for the money i need to wait for the permission just fine if you need to get a new job if you need to like move like we're not stuck and i think that's such a big lesson we need to share with everyone is you are not stuck you don't have to accept reality the way that it is there are changes that you can make you've just got to have the courage to do so
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly (laughs)
0: okay so thank you so 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 much i'm honestly like so grateful for you coming on the show today i think this has been such a wonderful chat so just before we jump off i would love for you to share with the audience what's going on for you in the next 12 months and of course where they can find you online
1: yeah so um you can find me anywhere online at this jessa lewis or this jessa lewis official on facebook um, business page and um i've just launched a um, membership site so um the club starts from the first of april um but yeah we've got a bit of um, pre-launch fun happening right now um when this is being recording um <laughs> and so basically in there um we're going to be going through all the like trainings and tutorials and all the actual how-tos of the different areas of an online business um from month to month so like facebook and instagram and um youtube and google and you know all the different things pretty much um and so that's really going to be really exciting and um then i've also got my free group where you know um we talk about um like hacks for algorithms about industry insights and um we just have a lot of fun in there and we do um different challenges from time to time at the moment we're doing a live stream challenge so yeah for a lot of the group members they haven't done a live stream in a while or they've never done one before. So we're, yeah, looking, exploring all of the ins and outs about, you know, um, how that's, you know, it's so beneficial to go live and, you know, what's actually stopping them from doing it now and, you know, coming up with solutions for that. So that's been really fun to see. Um, And yeah, I've also um, got something going, um, which is a woman's outreach program, um, which is called the journal project. And so that's where I'm working with a local um, women's outreach and women's shelter to actually provide like um, tools of empowerment and journals and whatnot to women in need as well. So that's um, something that's quite close to my heart. Um, and yeah, if you just jump over to my website and have a look at the journal project, um, then you'll be able to read all about that. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's like, yeah, always just come and find me and say, Hey, like I'm always excited to speak to new people and yeah, expand my circle. And yeah, I I generally um, get very excited to um, come across like, you know, different businesses that people have and, you know, the different um, uh, things that are coming up for them there and diving into that. (laughs) I love
0: it. I love it. Thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate it. I feel like I have gone way over time, but I just loved speaking to you today. So everyone definitely make sure you go check her out. I'm going to leave all of the links in the description below. Definitely watch her live streams. They're amazing. I was hooked and thank you so much for joining us today. Her battery is about to run out, so we've got to let her go, but um,
1: yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, (laughs) Erin.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I honestly really do appreciate your time. I know some of these episodes can be quite long, but the fact that you've taken time out of your day to better yourself is just a show of how successful you are capable of being because you are investing in you. So I know I am so, so inspired after each and every single one of these Game Changer chats. I hope you're feeling the exact same way. If you'd like to connect with myself or the guest more, then please do reach out to us on Instagram and I hope you have an awesome day. (music)